Welcome back to your haunted holiday. This is Lisa. And I'm Lindsay. And today we are going to talk about a place that if you're really into ghost stories, you have probably heard of this one. And honestly, Lindsay, I thought that this place would have been kind of unattainable to stay at. Like, I've seen it on all these different shows and it looks really fancy. And I thought it's probably astronomical to be able to stay in this location. But it's actually not. It's pretty reasonable. I was surprised by that. And this is a place, everybody, that has reportedly 12 different ghosts. There may have been up to 10 murders on the property. And it's just 98 miles north of New Orleans in St. Francisville, Louisiana. And this is your haunted holiday at the Myrtles Plantation. So the story of the Myrtles Plantation begins all the way back in 1796. And this was when General David Whiskey, in quotation marks, Bradford actually moved to Louisiana. And the reason he moved there was not really for fun, not because he necessarily liked that area. He was actually the head of, or he was the leader of the Pennsylvania Whiskey Rebellion, Lindsay. And so he had to flee because apparently George Washington had put, you know, a dollar figure on his head and he was wanted by the United States government. And what was the Whiskey Rebellion? Do you know anything about this? Yes. So basically what happened, and I cannot even imagine living in a day when something like this happens. Basically, people were really pissed off about their taxes, in particular, their taxes on whiskey. This guy showed up with a mob at a local tax collector's house, and it got kind of out of hand, and they ended up burning this guy's house to the ground. Jeez. And it reminds me of the movie Anchorman, when they get in that big fight with all those other news reporters, and I can just see them after burning this guy's house to the ground and saying, well, that escalated quickly, and uh, David, you burned somebody's house to the ground. Right. You stabbed someone in the heart with a trident. <laughs> right. That's what it reminds me of. Right. So anyways, this takes place, and he has to leave. And at the time, Louisiana was not part of the United States. Remember, this is so long ago that the Louisiana Purchase hasn't even taken place yet. So he goes to, to um, St. Francisville, Louisiana, which at the time was actually a Spanish colony. And he gets a land grant, and he builds the Myrtles Plantation. And they say that it was actually built, this is lore we don't know if this is true on top of a tunica indian burial ground so that's part of the lore of the property and potentially why it's haunted although lindsay i'm going to be honest anytime somebody says something is buried or built on an ancient indian burial ground i'm kind of skeptical unless they've done some sort of archaeological dig to find something. So do you remember that McDonald's by our parents' house growing up, Lindsay? 
and how people said the rumor was it was built on an ancient Indian burial ground. I do not remember the rumor. No. But I can guess why maybe people think that. Well, I mean, there were some strange happenings. In particular, what, shortly after the McDonald's was built, do you remember that just over the course of a week or two, two different cars in the drive through of this yes. McDonald's actually burst into flames? I remember. And ever since then, everybody said in our town that that McDonald's was built on an ancient Indian burial ground. And I feel like that's almost the excuse for any place where weird things happen. But like, there's no actual proof that it was built on that. Right. No, I agree with you on that. I also think it sounds like, and you're, you're going to tell me about the Myrtle's plantation history. They don't even need that excuse for their hauntings. It sounds like they have a lot of history there. Agreed. And at that McDonald's, I feel like it's very likely that people just did not get their oil changed for several years and the car just kind of like blew up. I you mean, know what it I mean? was weird though. Let's be real. That was bizarre. It was, but that doesn't mean it was built on a burial ground but odd nonetheless but also no no cars have burned down since it just was a freak thing that it happened in such a short period of time anyways so moving on with our story here so we're we're a little you know maybe it was built on an ancient indian burial ground but maybe not so anyways, so he builds this property, Myrtle's Plantation, and then since that time, you know, it's been, you know, passed on to different family members, it's been sold, so something to keep in mind. And the other thing I want to call out, I'm getting ready to get into some stories that cannot be validated as proven, right? These are very long time ago. And we don't know for certain. These are things that have been passed down from generation to generation. There's not necessarily going to be public record of this. and But I do think that there is truth to most legends, right? However, I don't know that every little, you know, facet of this story, story is necessarily going to be accurate. But when something can be proven, I'll be sure to point that out as we move along. So in 1817... The Woodruff family was living on the property. And at that time, Sarah was married to Clark Woodruff. Sarah and him had two children, and she was supposedly pregnant with a third at the time. Well, Clark Woodruff, according to information I found, was kind of like a sex-crazed guy. Like, he kind of got around town. He was a little bit promiscuous. And he ended up starting a relationship with a slave on the property named Chloe. And again, I, I just want to say at the time, you know, Chloe is a slave. So I don't know that she could be in a consensual relationship at the time right. of this, right? Something to, to make sure we're, we're thinking about. But apparently this relationship lasted for three years. And there's several different versions of of this story with this this famous slave Chloe on the property and one of the more popular versions is that Clark basically kind of got sick of Chloe and decided that he wanted to start a new relationship with somebody else and so she thought oh my gosh she was either jealous or she you know thought that they were gonna move her on to 
more tough work outside, for example, in the fields rather than in the home. The other rumor um, is that maybe Chloe was just paranoid in general that Sarah, the wife, was going to figure out what was going on. And essentially what Chloe ended up doing is she ended up eavesdropping on Sarah and Clark Woodruff to kind of listen in on those conversations. Why she was eavesdropping there, that's kind of where the story were a little unclear on, right? What the reason for that was. But essentially what happened, she gets caught. And Clark decides he's going to punish Chloe. And how he punishes Chloe is he actually cuts her ear off. What? Yes. Remember, I mean, this is slave times. People are just disgusting and horrible, right? right? I mean, it's just terrible. So he cuts her ear off. And as a result, she ends up kind of wearing this green turban that they talk about even today to cover up the nasty scar but she continues to work in the home and she ended up making a birthday cake for the family so somebody it was somebody's birthday and Clark Woodruff is said to actually have been out of town so it was Sarah his wife and their two daughters and they actually ate the cake and she put ground up oleander flour into the cake And oleander apparently is extremely poisonous. Oh my goodness. And they're not sure if she intended to kill people or if she was maybe trying to just get them sick enough so that she could heal them and kind of be the savior and be back into this family's good graces. But they don't really know, you know, which one she was trying to do. But basically what ended up happening is, you know, the two children and the wife fell ill very quickly and just later that evening they ended up dying in the home of that poison that chloe put into this birthday cake wow so was that a fact that you were able to prove or is this one of those stories that have been passed on it's a story that's been passed on nothing has been able to be proven with this story i will say this is the story that the myrtles plantation tells as part of their their tour but they will even say you know we can't validate this for certain it's not necessarily part of public record right so as a result of this you know you would imagine there'd be some major repercussions right they find out that she has poisoned this birthday cake three members of the family have died including two children And actually, the slaves took revenge. This is how the story goes. Because they didn't want it to be taken out on the other slaves. So they basically dragged Chloe out of her room, hung her from a tree in the yard, and then weighted her body down and threw it into the Mississippi River. Oh my gosh. I have chills thinking about that. That's terrifying. Just the whole thing is, what a crazy story. This is Lisa, and are you ready to embark on the adventure of a lifetime? You've heard me delve into the world of haunted travel, exploring eerie locations, and uncovering spine-chilling tales. And now I'm thrilled to announce the launch of something very special to me, which is my own travel agency, brought to you by Your Haunted Holiday. As our listeners know, I'm not just passionate about haunted travel, I live and breathe it. 
From researching the most haunted destinations to planning unforgettable journeys, I'm here to make your travel dreams a reality. Whether you're seeking the thrill of a haunted location or craving a getaway to somewhere a little less spine tingling, I've got you covered. And here's the best part. My services are absolutely free. Let me put my travel skills to good use by helping you plan the perfect escape. Simply visit yourhauntedholiday.com and click on the Travel Agency by Lisa link at the top of the page in the menu. So where will your next adventure take you? Let's make it a journey you'll never forget. Contact your Haunted Holiday Travel Agency today and let's start planning. Your adventure awaits. The next family to live on this property was in 1861, and this was the Winter family was their name. And they actually had a young daughter that came down with yellow fever at the time. And they were trying to do anything, of course, to try to save their daughter, Kate. And they actually contacted a plantation just a little down the way because they had a slave there named Cleo that was apparently a voodoo priestess and they loaned their slave basically to the winter family living at the Myrtles plantation and this voodoo priestess Cleo stayed in the room with this young girl with yellow fever for several days doing all kinds of spells and incantations you know whatever you would call it to try to save this young girl's life and unfortunately Cleo was unsuccessful and Kate ended up dying later in 1861. William Winter the father of Kate was so upset that his daughter had died and that Cleo was not able to save her the story goes that he actually hung her as a bout of retaliation for not being able to save his daughter. Man. So another just really tragic, horrible story. So Kate, the young girl, died in the house, and then Cleo was supposedly hung as well outside the grounds. It sounds like just some bad people that lived at this plantation. Oh, I totally agree. It's totally despicable and disgusting, if it's true, right? I mean, we don't even know that that story is necessarily true, but they they talk about that story um, as part of the plantation. The other story of potential murder on the property is during the Civil War. Apparently, Union soldiers ransacked the home and stole a lot of like the fancy U- European furniture and all types of things. And supposedly, three Union soldiers were actually killed on the property during this ransacking. And they do say that they see Union soldiers wandering around the property to this day. But again, something we're not able to validate. There is one murder on the property that we do know for sure. Remember the man, William Winter, who supposedly hung the voodoo priestess Cleo in the yard. He was actually doing kind of like a, a Bible session in his house and he heard somebody of yell. Of course he was doing a Bible session. Oh my gosh. I know, I know. A murderer. 
Yep, a murderer. And so he hears somebody calling his name, basically like, I've got business with you, like somebody riding up on a horse. He goes outside to the front porch and he is actually shot right there on the front porch. And whoever it was who shot him actually fled right away from the property and they never figure out who it was who killed William Winter. There was somebody who they suspected, but on public record, there was nobody actually found guilty of the crime. William Winter actually, after being shot, went to the stairs and proceeded to crawl up the stairs and he ended on the 17th step where he died in his wife's arms. And to this day, they say that they can hear somebody crawling up the stairs and ending on that 17th step, which is kind of interesting. Very creepy. Yeah, there's a lot of activity around those steps where William Winter was killed. And that one we do know for a fact. That is in public record that that did actually happen. Let's talk about some of the hauntings. So we just talked about one. One of them is obviously that staircase in the home and that 17th step. That is, you know, extremely famous. Another one is going to be Chloe. Chloe is probably the most famous ghost on the property. And Chloe is seen really all over. She's primarily seen in the front of the home, but she can be seen anywhere because Chloe did work in the house on a daily basis. So you could see her anywhere. The other thing on the property that is very famous is there is supposedly a haunted mirror in the home. And I found this one really interesting. So the story of this one goes is apparently it was you know, kind of the thing to do back in the day when somebody died is you would actually cover up all the mirrors in the home. And supposedly, this was one mirror in the house that they forgot to cover up after, you know, Sarah and her children were poisoned by Chloe. And they say that they are now trapped in this mirror. And that if you take pictures of this mirror or you're looking in it, you can very commonly see those three ghosts. Now, do I think that they are trapped in that mirror? I do not think that they are trapped in that mirror. Right. Number one, it's a very old mirror. It is going to automatically have smudge marks on it. You know, when you take a picture of something old like that, especially like an old mirror, it's very easy to say, oh, look, I can make this out in it or I can make that out, right? A lot of that isn't going to be true, but there are a lot of photos out there that are more than just smudges. So do I think you can see something potentially in that mirror? 100%. Do I think sometimes people take photos and they're making much ado about nothing? A lot of times I think that's true too. But the other thing that was really interesting, Lindsay, when I read this, because remember our episode about the Velisca Axe murder house? Yes, I was just thinking exactly what you're going to say. Yes. So in that story, I believe that's episode three, if anybody's interesting to go back and look. But one of the interesting tidbits that I was super confused by was that the killer had actually used clothing to cover up all of the mirrors in the house. 
And this makes so much more sense because I didn't understand what that was about. I think whoever that killer was at the Velisca Axe murder house covered the mirrors out of a superstition that the spirits could be trapped there after death. And I actually started trying to look into it like, is there a specific region of the country where maybe this was more prevalent? I thought maybe this is like really a Southern thing because maybe we've cracked the case and there's somebody that was from the South that was a suspect. Gosh, we're solving crimes. I know, right? But no, that wasn't really the case. Unfortunately, I thought, oh man. But if if there's some other crime solver out there that hears this and you know hadn't thought about the mirror thing and the superstition, if somebody wants to look into that further, I think that would be really interesting because in the ni- early 1900s, I'm sure that was happening a little bit, but not as much as it was back in the 1800s. And it couldn't have been super common. Right, like somebody with some sort of older superstitions. I love how that ties back to our um, other episode. Some other things that you're going to want to look for in the house. Um, There is a bed that shakes in the room where apparently the three-year-old Kate died in with the voodoo priestess. Apparently there's also marks on the floor where the bed moves and vibrates enough that it's actually completely scuffed that wooden floor underneath the bed so it kind of validates you know what is happening there children are seen quite a bit throughout the home and they will actually tug on your clothing quite a bit just kind of like if you're a parent or you're an aunt or an uncle you know what it's like when you have a little toddler that's kind of tugging at your clothes like hey come look at this That's Mm -hmm. essentially what they are doing there a lot. Union soldiers are walking the grounds. The other one that I found fascinating too is in one of the shows that I was watching in preparation for this, a bartender on the property was talking about a champagne flute that got thrown from its stand. He kind of had like an area where they kind of hung up all the different wine glasses and champagne glasses. And one of the champagne flutes got thrown. And I think this is consistent with another show that I saw, which isn't really a ghost show, but I watch Bravo TV a lot. Me and Lindsay (laughs) love our Bravo television. But one of the shows called Southern Charm New Orleans. And in one episode of that show, they actually went and stayed the night in the Myrtle's plantation. And not long after getting into their rooms, one of the couples in there actually had a wine glass jump off the end table and you can see it clear as day on those cameras they weren't even near it and i thought man that's kind of similar to what this bartender was describing right i i love that we can bring this back to bravo tv all of our friends know that we're kind of bravaholics over here Anytime I can bring it back to Bravo, I'm going to. But I think it's Bravo, Shark Week, and Holiday and Express. Holiday <laughs> and Express. <laughs> <laughs> the other things that you're going to look for are um, sheets being removed while you're sleeping and sometimes even being pulled out of the bed. That is so scary. I know. That I cannot. It's like I would die. Yeah. It reminds me of that original paranormal activity. Oh, yeah where she gets pulled out of the bed and like dragged across the floor. I mean, I'm sure it's not that dramatic in real life, but I mean, 
if I'm getting pulled out of a bed, it's it's going to be pretty dramatic. Like, I'm going to get on out of there. Well, it shows that, <laughs> right, I'm heading to the Holiday Inn Express. But, you know, if, uh, you know, it shows that if they have the power to do something like that, the spirit could potentially harm you physically, right? So that is just a whole terrifying thought. I agree. I think bed shaking, sheets getting pulled off of you, being dragged out of bed, maybe they're my top three yeah. fears. The other thing to look for is in the Fannie Williams room. So all the rooms in this um, house, it's really a bed and breakfast, they all have different names after people that have lived in this home. One of them is the Fannie Williams room, and it's also referred to as the doll room because there's a lot of really old antique dolls in there. But they say that dolls are actually thrown across the room sometimes in the middle of the night. I can see your head shaking. <laughs> <laughs> That's scary. <laughs> we need to go there just so I can see you freak out when a doll is thrown across the room. So usually, as part of this review, Lindsay, I would tell you specific rooms that I recommend that you stay in. And I did just mention the Fannie Williams room. That's definitely a place where you're going to experience activity. But, you know, in doing my research, I really wasn't able to attribute this is where Kate died, for example, in this specific room. Now, I did call the Myrtles Plantation and I asked them, you know, if I was to stay there and I wanted to experience something, is there a specific room that you would book me in? And the answer that I got was, and I'm paraphrasing here, essentially like, you just got to come stay at the Myrtles Plantation. Every room in this plantation is haunted. They all have their own stories and you really just got to come here to experience it. There's not a single room that they think is necessarily more haunted than any other. So if you go here, I mean, I think there's like five rooms upstairs and maybe one downstairs. You're probably going to have pretty good luck that you're going to have something happen. The rooms, like I said at the intro of the show, you know, it's not cheap. It's not as inexpensive as like the Thomas house, for example, which is pretty inexpensive to go to but this is a very nice place I mean it does have four stars on TripAdvisor and you know just scanning through the comments I'm not sure why they don't have five stars because most of the comments are just like it's so beautiful I feel like it's been pretty renovated it's very clean the grounds are supposed to be just gorgeous. And the only negative comments that I could really find were extremely nitpicky comments. It wasn't anything, you know, like, oh, it's a dump or, you know, I didn't see anything like that. So I feel like this is going to be a really nice place to go. So the rooms, they range quite a bit. They start at $175 a night. And they go all the way to $400 a night. Now, the $400 a night rooms tend to be actually outside of the main house. There are some other cabins. There's also like a carriage house that have been 
remodeled where there's multiple rooms so kind of like where a whole family could stay in those are going to be your higher dollar ones so most of the ones in the main house like the Fannie Williams room for example I think was you know around that lower price point of $175 they also have what they call mystery tours they don't even call them ghost tours just mystery tours they have an evening tour and a day tour and they're around 45 minutes to an hour and it only costs $15. So even if you're not actually staying on the property itself, you can always go. I think they run them on a regular basis and you can spend $15 to go ahead and get that ghost tour of the property, which is pretty cool and I think it's very popular. The other thing that you can do if you want to get fancy, you can do a private group tour. I don't think it's necessarily much longer than the regular tour, but it would be for a private group. So you would pay $99 to have it private and then $15 for each person joining your private tour. So I don't know if that'd be worth it, but if you're going, you know, with a large family or something like that, it might be something uh, worth looking into. But overall, this is a place I have always wanted to go to. But again, I thought it was going to be really out of reach because it seems extremely nice and fancy. And although it's like this big, you know, beautiful mansion, it still seems like quaint enough that I would think the prices would be, you know, extremely expensive. Yeah, I'm surprised at how reasonable it is. And granted, I mean, 175 a night isn't cheap, but it's it's totally doable. Yeah. All right, guys, if you have been to the Myrtles Plantation or any of the places that we cover or any place that you think we should cover, give us an email at yourhauntedholiday at gmail.com with your story and we could read it on the air. We really appreciate everybody that listens. Make sure that you go on and you rate us five stars and you subscribe to our channel. Next Sunday, we'll have a new episode ready to go and ready to start for your beginning of your week. Thanks everybody so much for listening.